a social outcast. His father was the allotment manager, the most hated job in the NC. No one liked to be told that their food ration had been cut. Unfortunately, the other kindergartners in Seamus's class had inherited their parents' prejudices. I knew how that felt all too well. Toby again? I asked, wiping a tear off his chubby cheek with my thumb. Seamus nodded, scrubbing at his snotty nose with his sleeve. He, he pushed me down, and he took my lunch ticket. He scraped my knee, see? Tears momentarily forgotten, he proudly showed me a small scrape. Lunch tickets were given out to each family as part of their weekly allotment, and were the first thing taken away if a job was shirked or done poorly. Knowing your child would go hungry was enough to keep people reporting to work every day. It was a harsh system, but it was fair. Although that could be said about every aspect of compound life. I frowned. No matter how good the system was, it hadn't prevented Seamus from being bullied. Toby's parents didn't seem to care that Toby stole Seamus's lunch tickets because they failed to provide them for him. You're going to have to start standing up for yourself. I explained gently, pulling Seamus to his feet and brushing dirt off his uniform. He wiped his eyes and looked unconvinced. You know, he only takes it because he's hungry, right? I sighed. Let's go. We need to get you to class. Seamus trudged along beside me, his hot little hand grasping mine, and I felt a flash of guilt. If I'd got eaten this morning... Who would have found Seamus in the broom closet? I knocked on the door of schoolroom A, and the kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Shapiro, answered, looking annoyed. With a wide smile I didn't really mean, I ushered Seamus into the room. I'm sorry he's late. It's completely my fault. Mrs. Shapiro huffed in exasperation, slamming the door in my face. Lovely. Two minutes later, I slid through my classroom door and to my desk in one seamless motion, keeping my eyes down in the hopes that Professor Lloyd wouldn't see me if I couldn't see him. Slipping my port out of my backpack, I laid it on my desk and finally looked up. Luckily, his back was to me as he scrawled out an agenda on the board. Not bad, quipped a familiar voice at my elbow. I flicked my eyes up to see Sean Riley grinning at me from across the aisle. I rolled my eyes and bit back a smile. Seamus, I mouthed in explanation as I turned on my port. Its screen flashed blue and then green. Sean held up three fingers, wordlessly asking if it was the third time in the last few weeks that I'd had to help out Seamus. I shook my head and held up four. He nodded. The PA system hissed and crackled, and we all fell silent as we waited for the day's announcements. Good morning, barked the voice of our head Marine, First General Ron Kennedy. I wrinkled my nose in dislike. Each compound had ten Marines stationed to keep the peace and assist in brief forays topside for things like tunnel reinforcements. They were the Noah's eyes and ears at each of the compounds, reporting back problems that arose. Of those ten, General Kennedy was my least favorite. 
Today is Monday, September 1st, day number 54,351 here in North Compound. Kennedy went on. Please rise for the pledge. As one, the class rose and turned to face the black flag with the Noah's symbol of a golden boat positioned in the corner of the classroom. We pledge obedience to the cause, the class chanted in unison, of the survival of the human race, and we give thanks for our Noah who saved us from extinction. One people, underground, indivisible, with equality and life for all. We took our seats. Tunnel repairs are continuing, General Kennedy's voice went on. So please avoid using the southern tunnels in sections 29 to 34 unless absolutely necessary. Mail was delivered.